0: Hello, and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So today, we're in 1 Corinthians 5. It's a uh, little bit of a challenging chapter because it deals with sexual sin. And within the church, there was quite a bit, or there was, you know, it was overlooked, we're dealing with uh, Corinth, where again, if you remember from the introduction, um, there were all sorts of Greek temples and whatnot and Aphrodite was was prominent amongst them and you know sex was a major part of that society. and so there were lots of challenges going on. So but before we go into any of that, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you for your word and thank you for your spirit. I'm grateful for the way your spirit lifts us when we're feeling down or when we're just not feeling your presence. When we pray, then your presence becomes all the more real and intense. So, Father, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for you caring about me even when I don't deserve it, which is all the time. It's only through your grace and your sacrifice. And, Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you for loving me and opening my heart and my mind and my spirit to you. And I just pray as we read, I pray, Holy Spirit, for you to be our counselor. I pray for you to be our instructor and our teacher. And that we would hear your message, that would be your understanding we would gain. And that there would be nothing from me, nothing from this guy, but just everything from you. So I lift up this time, I pray for your insights, your wisdom, and your blessing on this reading. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> so there's a lot in this chapter about about sex and sex in the, in the uh, community and in the church, but there's something else that I want to read to you before we even start, and it's from Charles Spurgeon, and he writes in one of his sermons, the more you read the Bible and the more you meditate upon it, the more you will be astonished with it. He who is but a casual reader of the Bible does not know the height, the depth, the length, and breadth of the mighty meanings contained in its pages. There are certain times when I discover a new vein of thought, and I put my hand to my head and say in astonishment, Oh, it is wonderful. I never saw that. Saw this before in the scriptures. You will find the scriptures enlarge as you enter them. The more you study them, the less you will appear to know of them, for they widen out as we approach them. Especially will you find this the case, with the typical parts of God's word. Most of the historical books we intended to be types, either of dispensations or experiences or offices of Jesus Christ. Study the Bible with this as a key and you will not blame Herbert when he calls it not only the book of God, but the God of books. One of the most interesting points of the scriptures is their constant tendency to display Christ. And perhaps one of the most beautiful figures under which Christ, Jesus Christ has ever exhibited in sacred writ is the Passover lamb. And I found that as we move through, as we've moved through for the last year or more, these scriptures and reading on a daily basis, my understanding of what is being said and them opening up new meanings, even though, I mean, I've read the Bible through a number of times. Sometimes I would forget, I would leave out some of them like Deuteronomy or something else that was Leviticus, but I've read it through a lot of times, a number of times. And every time I've gone through this now, I continue to see new parts, new revelations are being opened. And the more I read, the more it happens. And so in reading this chapter, I've read this chapter before and I pretty much just kind of blazed through it. Um, it's dealing with sexual sin, incest, and I really just you know kind of want to don't want to deal with it and move on. But then I think uh, I've thought about it and I've done a lot of reading today and yesterday about it. And really, the city of Corinth is a lot like our society today. <clears throat> there's a lot there's a lot of focus on sex, and the more you do it, the more you explore it, the more you understand that people were not being held accountable to even their laws. So incest was against the law. It was something punishable by death. And yet here within the church, it was overlooked. And I feel like today that can also be brought up and I, th- I believe it was Kent Hughes in one of his writings or maybe it was John MacArthur, um, who talked about you know sleeping with someone before, before we uh, are married and how it's become somewhat rationalized, especially considering there's a lot of divorce and a lot of people who've been married and are not married any, <clears throat> any longer. So there's just a lot of it going on, and I thought that initially I was like, oh, this isn't all that applicable. But then, it really is. So let's start, I'm done rambling, I apologize. Verse one, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you and of a kind that even pagans don't tolerate. A man is sleeping with his father's wife. Now, I initially, when I first read this years and years ago, I thought that was his mom. And what a lot of the scholars have said is it's most likely his stepmother, and it's most likely someone who's close to his age, because most of the time men married much younger women. And so since this would be a second or third or, you know, further down the line wife, there's a good chance that this man is sleeping with, someone who's his own age. It's still against the law. It's still completely immoral and it shouldn't be, be tolerated. He goes on in verse two, and you are proud? Shouldn't you rather have gone into mourning and have put out of your fellowship the man who has been doing this? Now remember, a lot of the Corinthians were egotistical and they were proud of their standing within the church. They were, oh, I know more than Paul. I know more than Apollos. I am, after three years, I know so much. And so here he is, and you are proud? He writes in verse three, for my part, even though I am not physically present, I am with you in spirit. As one who is present with you in this way, I have already passed judgment in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ on the one who has been doing this, so when you are assembled and I am with you in spirit and power of our Lord Jesus is present hand this man over to Satan for the destruction of the flesh so that so that his spirit may be saved on the day of the Lord Your boasting is not good don't you know that a little yeast leavens the whole batch of dough i.e. just a little sin ruins everything and will ruin the whole church Get rid of the old yeast so that you may be a new unleavened batch, as you already are. As you really are. For Christ, our Passover lamb, has been sacrificed. Therefore, let us keep the festival, not with the old bread, leavened with malice and wickedness, but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. I wrote to you in my letter not to associate with sexually immoral people, not at all meaning the people of this world who are immoral, or greedy and swindlers and idolaters. In that case, you would have to leave this world. But now I am writing to you that you must not associate with anyone who claims to be a brother or sister but is sexually immoral or greedy an idolater or slanderer, a drunkard or swindler. Do not even eat with such people. What business is it of mine to judge those outside the church? Are you not to judge those inside? God will judge those outside. Expel the wicked person from among you. So, a lot there. Don't hang out with people in the church who claim to be brothers and sisters who are sinners in major ways. I mean, we're all sinners. But if they're idolaters, swindlers, in wrong relations sexually, you're not supposed to hang out with them and accept them in the church if they claim to be members of the church. Now, if they're outside the church, it's not for us to judge them. It's for us to love them into a relationship with God. But those inside the church, we're supposed to judge and hold them accountable so that their souls are saved at the, at the end times when judgment comes. It's interesting. We're told all the time not to judge other people. You know, oh, you're not supposed to judge. We are brothers and sisters. Yes, those outside the church. No. But if people, there's even steps that we can follow in other verses, other chapters, and other books. But we're to confront our family members, who are you know our brothers and sisters in Christ, and say, "Hey, we see this. We you know you need to, it's it's wrong. It's a sin. We need to account. We need to you know talk to people about it. But it's supposed to be done in love, so that it brings them back, doesn't necessarily boot them out. But we shouldn't tolerate it." on a daily basis. So there's a lot that Paul is talking to the Corinthians about that candidly, I think our society and even myself, I mean, I know I've had challenges dealing with, with sex. I mean, there's porn out there that's just immense everywhere all over the place. There's I'm single now and you know, there's that whole issue. So there's just so much that you have to deal with, but there's also honesty, drinking, lying. Do you make, do I make my, my job, my money, my idol? So am I, am I an idolater that way? There's a lot to take in on all of this. And that's why we're on this journey. Why I'm on this journey anyways, is to really turn my eyes over to God, my heart to God and focus on him. So with that, let's go back to God in prayer. Father, I am so imperfect and so flawed and you still love me and I just feel you growing and you know, you helping me to grow and I thank you for that and I just pray to grow faster. Microwave society I am and I want it now, not tomorrow. But Lord, I'm grateful for the fact that you're patient with me in my slow growth mode. So, Father, I lift up this time, I lift up this reading, I lift up this nation to you. I lift up our family and our friends and our church and pray that you would guide them, protect them, and lead them where they need to go. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and his journey back to God. I hope you have a great day.